Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. No, Kayode, I will, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezekwasili, and these are your hard facts. Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, 267 uh, new confirmed COVID cases over the weekend uh, nationwide. 30 cases in Lagos, so we have to remain vigilant. You have to remember, of course, that people are not testing as much as they should, uh, which means uh, that um, you could meet someone who has this virus and not know that you've met someone who has this virus. All you can do is take your precautions. Limit your movement outside. Wear a mask when you go out. Keep your distance from people when you can. Wash and sanitize your hands as frequently as possible. That way we are all doing all we can until as many people as possible get vaccinated. Which is our second hard fact of the day, by the way. Phase two of COVID vaccinations is ongoing. If you have not gotten your jabs yet, make arrangements to do so. Go to uh, the website, register, then uh, go to the healthcare center where you registered and get your first dose if you've gotten your first dose remember that you don't have full protection until you get both doses so go back to where you got the first one and get the second all right the second dose uh, at the same primary health care center where you got the first and thank you for making this show the number one current affairs show in lagos i have a great show for you today starting with the big weekend we'll talk about the anambra guber elections then we'll talk about the latest uh, rescue efforts from Gerard Road, uh, Gerard Road uh, building collapse. And then um, at four o'clock, the I Beg to Differ tournament will be live. I know, I'm excited. We're going to have one round of 16 debates for you uh, featuring four of the sharpest students in Lagos. I'm super excited. Remember, these 16 children are competing to win in one million naira. You see why I always say that one million Lagosians cannot be wrong? <laughs> Which other show is allowing children win one million in scholarship money? I'll wait. So make sure you're here at four o'clock when we have two students debate each other right here on the show. On the big hard fact, let's talk about house rent. Should government enforce monthly monthly rent payment on the industry? Do you think that that could work? How would that work? 
What possible effects could that have? Now, as usual, we're going to bring you all the latest updates every hour on the hour. Uh, Conversations with Rufai will take over after I'm done at 6 o'clock. And then, of course, the sports gang will be here from 7 to bring you all the latest in the world of sports. Now, I cannot go on until I say thank you to uh, Sean Okuyemi. Sean saw me uh, saying on social media that I didn't know where I could buy good meat pie. You know, meat pie like those olden days ones where you see it to be sweating or not well not sweating but just shiny from from some of the butter and then to be cracked you know from the things that are inside it these days it's just flour and potato you know so i was asking well where can i buy that kind of meat pie in lagos and sean said you don't need to buy i can make and deliver to you in your house and and he did so thank you so much sean the delivery guy has come i've, I've collected the meat pie i can't wait to dig in after the show thank you to my fans they're so amazing always wanting to take care of me okay let's get right into today's big weekend like i said lagos i am sandra ezekwesili and these are your hard facts has INEC performed well in anambra do you think they have? How have they performed in Anambra? How's the rescue effort going in Ikoyi? It was a big weekend. Lagos, let's talk about it. The Anambra Guber election will be inconclusive until at least Tuesday. That's when INEC has scheduled um, a supplementary election in Ihiala local government. Professor Florence Obi, the returning officer, said that there was no election in Ihiala over fears of insecurity. INEC has announced results from other local government areas, but they cannot announce a winner until the Ihiala election is done because the number of outstanding votes in Ihiala is higher than the margin uh, between the election leader and the other contenders. So it's like, um, what's an example I can give you now so you understand it? It's like in football. Even if someone is on top of the league table, you can't announce them the winner if another club can get enough points from the remaining matches to catch them. And remember, it's happened before. During the Kano-Gubar elections in 2019, Governor Ganduje was behind, but some local governments had inconclusive results. And by the time INEC conducted supplementary elections there, Ganduje ended up winning. Now, apart from Ihiala, another big story from the election this weekend was the turnout. Now, here are are some hard facts for you. INEC says there were 237,362 votes cast across the state, apart from Ihiala. But Anambra has more than 2.5 million registered voters, also according to INEC. So that means the voter turnout has so far been less than 10%. We talked about this on Thursday, last week Thursday. I brought you a survey by SBM Intelligence, which showed over 60% of registered voters were not willing to vote. And it turns out that that number was even higher because SBM's survey pointed to a lot of reasons. Uh, The biggest one was fear of IPOB. Remember that there were multiple reports that um, IPOB wanted people to sit at home on election day, even though IPOB came out and said, no, we didn't ask anyone to sit at home on election day. A lot of Anambra people were scared that the group would try to enforce the warning uh, with violence. But right before the election, the group, you know, said it never gave such an order. But judging by the turnout figures, I'm guessing that um, people had their doubts. Less than 10%. 
Apart from IPOB, the next biggest reason given by that survey that we took a look at last week, Thursday, was a loss of faith in the system. And I talked to SBM, uh, SBM's uh, lead analyst about that, Confidence McHarry. He said that this thing is a general problem. The, the loss of faith is a general problem nationwide. It's a, it's a trend that they've been seeing in each successive election. Basically, Nigerians appear to be disappointed that um, uh, democratic governance has not brought all the dividends they expected. And so they are participating less and less which is a great you know it's a, it's a great thing that you were having that conversation with Liboros Oshoma before I joined the show because he was letting people see that if you don't participate anything you see take it like that because it may be it may create a, a, a vicious cycle where because people participate less the elected officials feel less pressure to perform what do you think INEC also had some technical problems on Saturday, which may have depressed the vote. Uh, there were multiple reports of accreditation problems. In a lot of uh, polling units, accreditation was delayed for hours because of machine failures. Some analysts believe that this led um, to voters going home because they couldn't wait any longer. So INEC has been on the fire for the last couple of days. After all, this is, what, the 22nd year of the Fourth Republic? A lot of Nigerians are asking, well... Why should INEX still be having technical failures with accreditation? What's, what's up with that? But I should note, I should note that there were no reports of failure of the electronic transmission system. None. That one went very smoothly. But what do you think was behind the low turnout in Anambra? How would you rate INEX conduct of, of election in, in that place? What do you think about the need to move the election in Ihiala to tomorrow? Women, call us on 01465-7190. Men, call us on 0700-993-993-993-993. Women, call us on 01465-7190. 01465-7190. Hello, thank you very much for calling us. Hello. Hello, what's your name, sir? Yeah, my name is Aguma. Aguma, welcome. Thank you. Good to have you on the show. Yeah, um, actually, I'm, I appreciate, I commend the effort of the security agents, okay. uh, the INEC officials, and even the observers. They did uh, very good work in Anambra. Hmm. What we expected didn't come to pass, even though there were hitches. But I think uh, it can, as we go forward, some of these things can be corrected. Mm. But on the other hand, we are talking about uh, uh, election party. The truth is that most of the time we have problem in going to our polling booths because security, when security agents are given the instruction of movement restriction, they go to the extreme. Okay. They don't take uh, 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 discretional uh, uh, response to some of these things. I have not voted for about two elections. Hmm. 
the reason is that where I have registered, I cannot walk to that place. And uh, most, most people register in close to the offices. Mm. But on election day, these restrictions are brought to bear, and then you say no movement. Mm. Whereas the candidates, the officials, they are all moving with their security to their different places mm. of uh, voting. Right. But that is not made comfortable for other people. So that is why a lot of people don't vote. Not necessarily they are not willing to go and cast their votes. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Agwoma. What do you think about the points Agwoma made? Because, you know, some analysts will tell you that, um, you know, one thing that they've learned from Edo and from Anambra elections is that votes actually count. The votes actually count. Yes, they can snatch the ballot boxes here and there. Um, they may influence court processes. But in general, the more people come out to vote and protect those votes, the more difficult it is to entirely rig an election. So can things like maybe freeing up the ability of people um, to go to their polling centers and vote, maybe drive there if they can't walk there, could things like that encourage voter turnout? What do you think? Zero one four six five seven one nine zero. If you're a woman, if you're a man, zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Don't forget that we have uh, the secondary school students debating live on air today uh, at four o'clock. They'll do the same thing tomorrow. They'll do the same thing on Wednesday. They'll do the same thing on Thursday. So make sure that you're here and you're part of that conversation. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Hello. Thank you for calling. What's your name? David is the name. David, good to have you on the show. Yes. You're live on air. Um, Talk to... Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yes. Good, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, David. Yes, okay. Um, so, I want, I want to make my own contribution. Yes, um, go ahead. One of the main issues that we have with um, people not being able to vote, like the last caller talked about um, distance of polling units mm -hmm. from where they stay. Mm -hmm. I also had a problem. The last election cycle, mm. I started my transfer process in January 2018. Okay. And up until the 2019 election, my card had not been transferred from Arizona State to Lagos State. Mm. So you can imagine how many times I had gone there, how many times I had written, how many times I had pushed because I really wanted to, to vote. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I was disenfranchised. Then somebody comes around and says, I don't have a voice because I did not. Whose fault was it that I did not vote? Wasn't mine, certainly. Mm. So we have to make the process seamless. Mm. This time around, I've applied. The first week they vote, they opened the CVR, yeah. I applied. Fantastic. Let me see what's going to happen. Okay, all right. Let me see what's going to happen. Fingers crossed, David. I really hope that it works out for you because I'd love for you to vote. 99.3, hello. 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 Thank you for calling. What's good your afternoon. name? Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? All right. My name Oh, good to have you on the show. Can you turn your radio off for me, please? Okay, okay. All right, go ahead. I'm trying to do that. Mm. All right. Is it okay now? Yes, go ahead. All right. Okay, I just want to respond to what the man that called the other time about allowing people to move during um, election phase. Mm. One. 
he forces a law of security trust okay. in the sense that the laws of time, they move. I mean, to be easy for people that snatch ballot boxes and people that will and disrupt election processes, mm. move their munitions and all that. Mm. Then, if they allow people to move, a lot of people will not vote. Market women will go to their market, mm. and people that are like myself, that are business owners, will come to our business. Do you understand? Mm. People will not really be interested. And besides that, you are supposed to control your environment when you want to vote. So if I decide I want, I'm from Anambra now and I will need to control what is happening in Anambra, mm. I need to go to Anambra before the election day and then ensure that I franchise my, um, exercise my franchise. Franchise, there. right. So wherever you are staying is your environment. You should control that place. So people should stay at home during the election. They should not be allowed to move okay. for security and for seriousness for the exercise. Okay. All right, Mayowa. Thank you very much for calling. Do you agree with Mayowa? Especially because in other parts of the world, election is not a disruptive exercise. Business is going on while elections are going on. So as I do on air now, if I get small break, 15 minutes, I'll just go downstairs to the nearest uh, voting center and just vote there and come back and continue my show. Same thing for people who work in banks, for people who are security officers, police officers, etc., etc. Life goes on while election is going on. So do they have two heads there? You know, this is just, you know, for not, I'm not addressing the possibility of uh, security deteriorating now. I'm addressing the possibility of people not actually voting. You just got to open their shop and open their businesses. Hey, what's wrong with that? Because in other parts of the world, that's how elections happen. They go and open their shops and the businesses and life goes on while they're voting. Do they have two heads? Because this no movement thing is really a carryover from military days. Oh. It's it's carryover from the military era. So should should election really disrupt life or should it just be a part of what we do? Or do you think we're not mature enough for that yet? 99.3. Hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Good evening, ma'am. My name is Precious. I'm calling from Jubo. Welcome, Precious. Please, ma'am, I'm not calling because of the vote. I want to make a request, please. Okay, stay on the line. Let your let uh, the call screener take your request, okay? Let's take it off air. 99.3, hello. Hello, President Sandra. Good to have you on the show, sir. What's your name? Um, My name is Godwin. All right, I'm Godwin. calling from Lakey. Welcome, Godwin. Yeah, this is a first-time caller. I'm glad you called today. Welcome. Yeah, I have been trying to reach you, but, uh, you know, one million negotiations have taken over. <laughs> You're one of them. Um, Welcome. Yeah, mm. concerning the elections that took place in Anambra State, mm-hmm. um, I think the INEC should really check and still go back and check their action or whatever they took that very day because if they are telling us that they have to schedule the dates to to run the election again i think um it is not actually right okay are you with me i'm with you Mm -hmm. because this same particular similar things happen in Kano, as you have said earlier Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day the sitting governor has been declared as a winner again. 
Right. So they are trying to repeat this same thing. I think we youth need to rise up and say no to all these excuses. Electronic uh, machines is not working, service network failure, all that. Before the election, they need to fix all these things appropriately. They should not be playing with Nigeria like this. All right. And again, hmm. every Nigerian has a right to go on with his businesses on the election day. You just give yourself some few minutes, go and vote, come back and continue with your business. What does that affect to shut down the whole state? No move, no opening of the shop, no open of this. I think, honestly, Nigeria is getting somewhere that if we didn't rise up now, hmm. we cannot, we cannot able to control it again. So it's the right time for us before this 2023. We should wake up. We youth, I'm calling all the Nigerian youths, please. We should not be fold our hands, be watching or listening to radio while we should not take action on this. Thank you. All right, Godwin. Thank you very much for calling. We appreciate it. 99.3, hello. It's me, Adesha. Adesha. Ah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ma. Good to have you on the show. Yes, yes, uh, Fine, thank you. See, that Ade uh, Anambra, I, I wonder if it's Ade <laughs> uh, That Anambra election, mm. I think it will escape. But if we have put that big uh, case uh, aside, mm. I think they will have gotten a very good result by now. Okay. Because I don't see election, the election that took place there. I still the statistics they've been, they've been saying. Hmm. I can see so many people were not asked to even do anything concerning election that day. Hmm. Because some people were looking at it that what if the presidential discharge uh, of bullets now? Hmm. Who are they going to vote? Nobody is going to. The military personnel, they, 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 they put in uh, an umbrella, was just too much. Okay. Even that's enough to cause phobia for everybody. That's one. Then two, our youth. Nobody wants to release their children now. Nobody wants to even say this. But to me, we've done a very bad job by not even voting at all. Why? Because okay, what 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 are what are we saying? What are what what uh, knowledge or what thing are we telling the younger ones that are coming up? That is we are afraid to even choose our own leaders. Okay. You too, ma'am. Thank you so much for um, calling us. All right, let's take a look at some messages we have on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. And uh, Stevie Janet King says, Hope the Anambra Deputy Governor and all those in the House of Assembly that defected from ABGA to APC will know that it's not all that glitters that is gold. All their Confucianist and bloodbath tactics failed them. They will lick their wounds. All right, Steve, thank you for your message. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. This is Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. We'll be right back. Welcome back to your number one talk news and sports station. This is Nigeria Info. 
It's 3.29. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili and rescue efforts in Ekoi are still ongoing. So far, 44 people are confirmed dead with uh, their bodies retrieved from the wreckage. Joining us to discuss the latest is Emmanuel Omoka. Emmanuel, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sandra. Did you have time to uh, get some rest this weekend or did you spend all of that time following this story? <laughs> well, I would say I had to balance both work and my life, you know. <laughs> but yes, I couldn't take my mind off the story. I had to get as much information as you can about it as mm. it was updating yeah. even during the weekend. Yeah. Now, the last time that you and I spoke about this was on Thursday at three o'clock. I'm sure that so much has happened since then. Could you fill us in? Yes, a lot of things have happened since then. Um, you're aware that uh, Lagos State Government had already giving um, authorization to the family of the bereaved ones to actually be able to identify their loved ones at IDH um, at Yaba. Um, currently here at IDH right now, um, almost having the identification process as it is ongoing right here. Okay. And uh, also, you're also aware that um, six more um, Six more persons, survivors, were actually discovered at the police hospital at Falomo. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, then um, you also aware that 99% so far of the um, rescue operation has gone in. You know, 99% work has gone into that place and the debris has removed till about 99%. And they are hopeful that, you know, today the debris will be totally, you know, dealt with and they would get to ground zero, oh. you know, at the 21 um, building collapse at um, Ikoi, at Gerard Road, Ikoi. Mm, I see. I think that's basically most of the things that happen. But <laughs> I also like to know what you'd like to hear about. <laughs> so those are the headlines. Now let's talk about the, the process where you are at the moment. How is it being handled? How are family members able to uh, recognize the, the, their, their loved ones who um, have been under that rubble for what I'm guessing is days? Okay, so um, the family members have to just come to um, to the IDH here to identify themselves. They produce a picture of their loved ones and also a valid, you know, identity card of themselves, right. you know, and then they submit it here and then they are given a number and called accordingly. So one person from the family have to go into the morgue to identify their loved one. That the person, you know, that has to go in have to be able to identify the loved one have to be someone that can identify the loved one very well mm. and the person has to be strong mm. because you know the emotions are not just um, it's not allowed to have emotions run wild mm. you know no matter how you know uh, at the break of emotion you are you have to be strong to be able to go in there mm. observe seeing the dead person and actually come back in right. a lot of people while going in while coming back you know actually sob they cry some of them, you know, tear up. Some of them just look downcast, you know, at the end of the day when they come out and they're able to identify, mm. you know, their loved one. The, the only situation we have right now is about one of the um, peculiar cases that we have that was um, given attention to by the Lagos State Governor. Um, in case of a man, Mr. Godwin, whose son was um, is among those that um, were dead. But 
he has been to this mob now. He said um, 16 persons, 16 bodies have so far been prepared, you know, for identification. And he has exhausted the 16 and he has not been able to find his son yet. So he's waiting for more bodies to be prepared for um, identification. Just like you know, the Lagos State Governor had said that all corpses before identification have to undergo autopsy. Mm-hmm. So they have to do the preparation and before the family members can come in mm-hmm. to actually um, identify the corpse. Right, right. You know, I want to take you back to the six persons you mentioned earlier. There was some controversy over, um, you know, when they survived. It turns out that um, there was a mis- miscommunication over previously rescued survivors. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There was a communication gap um, about the the actual date in which the survivors were found. Mm. So what happened was that, you know, before you heard over the news and in some mediums mm. that the response team got there at about four or five-ish o'clock on that said day it happened when the incident happened at about one, two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So between the hours of one to four o'clock, about six persons were rushed to the hospital. Mm. But it was not the government, you know, approved hospital. It was the it was the um, closest hospital to them at the time. Mm. That was the police hospital at Falomore. Mm. They rushed them quickly to the hospital and had them there since that same day. Mm. But you know, the information didn't come out that much. Mm-hmm. So the government um, rescue officers on ground moved the other survivors, the other nine survivors that have been in the news for quite some time, mm-hmm. moved the other nine survivors to the um, general hospital, um, Lagos general hospital at the island, mm. and had the nine persons there, assuming that these nine persons were the only the survivors, survivors of the incident. Mm. But um, having a conversation with, um, I think the. That was the Commissioner for Information. Mm-hmm. This same Mr. Godwin had a conversation there, and while he was having the conversation, he said something about the the um, he said something about he, he has gone to the police office, uh, hospital at Falomo, mm-hmm. and that um, some of the patients were there, and he said he saw one patient there, and he checked, and it wasn't his son. Mm-hmm. So he had brought out that information. You know, that there were other survivors aside those ones that were actually at the general hospital at the island, at the Lagos Island. Mm. So I think that prompted um, the uh, the search for other survivors. And then it was discovered that six survivors had actually been taken to the police hospital at Falomo mm. um, before, on the day of the incident, before the rescue officers took the other nine to the hospital. So that makes it a total of 15. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when the Lagos State Governor was saying it, some people just assumed from his statement that those three persons were rescued on the um, on Saturday, which mm-hmm. was the day six mm-hmm. of the uh, of the incident, oh, you know, and they just spread it on social media. I've seen many posts on social media. Yesterday, I was forced to call the commissioner for inf- um, call, call the commissioner of information and strategy mm-hmm. to actually clarify mm-hmm. and have NEMA also clarify, which was aired in the news this morning. They had mm-hmm. to clarify this so that members of the public don't go about with misinformation and start spreading. But, but, but um, that raises that but, but, but that raises the question: How well are the different agencies coordinating? with each other now I, I, I think to an extent uh, it's, it's right now to an extent everybody the coordination seems to be you know um, a bit 
it seems to be a little bit of communication gap because you have the federal and the state agencies actually here. And you know about the little uprising that happened over the um, some days back, you know, where the governor said that, oh, all the information has to be centralized and has to come from the Ministry of Information. You understand? So information has to be tailored. He has to follow one channel. It doesn't have to be two whereby the, the NEMA is giving one account and then the state government seems to be giving another account. You know, they have to have uh, they have to come to a consensus. They have to have one channel to actually dispense information, and uh, I think that is actually the effort by the state government to have you know all the agencies work together and come up with one um, with one uh, mindset to actually do the job together. You know, I, I think that is just it. You know, what we what we can see on ground here is that uh, there seems to be a little bit description the discrepancy between the agencies, you know, and I think that was what actually um, caused this communication gap about these survivors, you know, claiming nine survivors and then we found that there were six again and then we had this misconception on social media and all the rest. Mm. Now, uh, I want to take you back to something you you mentioned earlier on as well about um, the rescue mission getting almost to ground zero now. Um, So does that mean that uh, rescue, search and rescue efforts may end today? Yeah, there's a, there's a possibility that search and rescue efforts may end today because if they get to ground zero, that means uh, they're done with the job, they're, they're done with the rescue efforts. They've actually been able to recover all lost bodies um, and every possible survivor at the site of the collapse. Um, yes, you know, the Nigerian Army Engineering Corps actually came on board today. Okay. Okay, I met them there this morning. I we saw that their manpower was on ground. They came with equipment as well, as well to also assist the Sema and Nema that has been there. Or this why you know, and the um, and the Nigerian Red Cross, you know, and other security agencies that have been there. Or this why you know they've been working to see how they can get much of the debris. Now, according to the rescue officials, 99 percent. Um, work has been done so far, mm. meaning that it's just the 1% that they are trying to clear off. And if the Nigerian army should come in today like they have done, it means that the work pace will be faster mm. and they'll be able to get things done faster. And that is why there are hopes that by the end of today, um, they will be able to get to ground zero. Okay. Hello there. Yes, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, um, I, my, my final question, of course, is if, um, you know, the rescue personnel believe that um, they've combed the entire wreckage at this point and, you know, there's no hope of finding any more survivors or getting any more people out alive. Okay. So on this very one now, um, I would just quote what the governor says because, you know, the governor has the, uh, he's the brain, he's the one in front of this matter. So I'll just quote what he said. He said, it's, the possibility is very slim. Hmm. Okay. We know that there, there could be an, an 11th hour miracle hmm. for us to find somebody in that rubble come out alive hmm. days, almost seven days mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. But the chances are very slim. You know, one of the things that has given people hopes, the rescue officials hopes, all this why to keep pushing and to keep um, expecting that we're, they were going to find survivors was that they were hearing the sounds of people calling for help in the rubbles. Mm. But I think since, since Wednesday, 
We've not heard any such voice. All the rescue workers we've tried to speak to, we tried to ask them if they've heard any voice, anybody calling for help. They've not heard any voice since Wednesday. It means the chances have become very, 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 very thin. But hopefully, when they get to ground zero today, you, you know they have to get to the second floor, they have to get to the third floor. You know, from analysis from you know the letter that was put out there by one of the companies that, that um, worked at that site, they, they had said that you know they had worked up to the fourth floor. So there was some measure of guarantee. There was some measure of hope that okay, from the fourth floor there would be um, not so much, um, you know, um, compression, you know, in, to get actually to people. Uh, that that reminds me, I actually spoke with, um, I actually spoke with someone who survived, who was brought out on the second day of the, of the um, search and rescue there. Okay. So he was the one that we heard his voice on Tuesday morning calling for help. Oh. And he was, able to be found. Yes, it was found that later that day and brought out a life. There were two of them and I spoke with one of them today because the other one had, um, was, was, you know, at that very point in time speaking Yoruba, I can't actually um, understand Yoruba fully, but I was able to speak to the other one who was able to talk to me in English language and he told me how they felt, how he had prayed, how he had stayed on the ground, you know, for hours, and how the debris was actually just, you know, keep, kept coming closer to him, and he was just praying and hopeful that, you know, he would he would be rescued. He said he heard our voices when we were trying to reassure him. He heard our voices when we were saying that help was coming his way. He should just hold on. And he, those voices that he heard was what gave him confidence to just continue, you know, striving and holding on to life. You know, before help finally came his way, he saw the um, he saw the excavator. You know, take a portion of um, a portion of um, the um, of the debris away from where he was where he was um, lying down, and then they were able to finally bring him out from the place. He said he had the sign of relief when he came out of there. So there's that possibility that there might be a little bit of hollow place where someone could hide. You know, where a survivor could hide and then could be found by the end of today, by the grace of God, you know. But it, it, it takes a miracle, like I said. It takes a miracle to have somebody come out from that place alive at this very point in time. It, it, will, be, it will be a breaking news that, you know, everybody will be so interested in and everybody will, you know, behave a sign of relief. A lot of people online are really expecting that at least one more survivor will come out of that place. That is why every, a lot of persons ran with that story on Saturday that six, six persons actually survived it for six days. You know, it was a fake news that actually spread wide, that actually spread hope around, you know, to a lot of family members and a lot of persons who were still um, looking for their loved one in the rubbles. Okay. Imano, um, thank you so much for your time. Hello? Thank you for your time, Imano. <laughs> thank you so much, Sandra. All right, um, Lagos, let's talk. Whew, okay, 0700-993-993-993-0145-7190. If you're a woman, call us on that number. If you're a man, call us on 0700-993-993-993. We've got WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. If you would prefer to leave your thoughts to us on uh, uh, Facebook, Nigeria Info FM, that's our, our Facebook. If you are listening, outside the country please call us by Skype Skype is Nigeria Info FM
You're listening to The Big Weekend on Hard Facts. On The Big Weekend, we bring you all the big stories that broke over the weekend and uh, we get your thoughts on those stories. Now, we've told you about the elections in Anambra and now we've brought you updates from the rescue efforts in Ikoi still ongoing. May end today. Comrade Ike Chukwina, Papa is on the line. Welcome, Comrade. Yes, I said, I Thank you. I did all the Nigerians. Nigeria go better. Mm. What happened in Anambra was fear of the soldiers. The Anambra, the, 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 the Anambra was militarized. Let me tell you, forget about how my voice is. If you bring Anambra, uh, soldiers for Anambra, I don't know. I don't know. Come out and vote. Number one. Number two, the Anambrians and he was very angry. They are very angry. Sister I traveled two months ago. If you descend from Opie Waker, you hold out in Houston. It's not good. Uh, what is the essence of them voting? So it's because of the fear of the military. There was too much heavy military uh, from uh, in Anambra, instead of Samisa Forest, instead of Niger State, instead of Zamfara, because of election. That's number one. Number two, concerning the uh, volume building. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Concerning the volume building, I have been crying. I have been crying. The reason, the reason was fake cement, fake iron, heavy load from 15 to, 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 to 21, and which the foundation is supposed to be 40, teeth, 40 feet deep with big iron. The foundation that's supposed to carry that thing is supposed to be 40 feet deep because I have an architect friend. I don't understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you will... During 1998, when we say we did school, when we say we go, we go do small August break, Babu, Babu means missing cement, and you go collect 150, 200, they can do kind for school. If the cement touch you for uh, like or your manhood, eh, it go be like acid. But that cement can be like ash, ash. So how do you expect cement? What did they do now to hold 21 story building? Because nobody to question. Because you gave one person uh, 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 license to be important. What do you expect? So I'm very I'm crying. Now what I'm asking government to do now is that you see the family of those people that are brief. Mm. Those people that died, their family. Mm. Make government give them 30, 30 million. Make Nigeria stop asking me, say, eh, people who don't die, don't die. If people who don't die, don't die, they don't get family. Eh, make them give them the family. If I die tomorrow, make them give for my wife. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, Comrade Kechuku, for calling us, Lagos. Uh, you've heard from uh, Emmanuel Ongoka. Saturday, families uh, were start were allowed to start identifying the bodies of their loved ones. Um, uh, if you remember all of last week, Emmanuel was telling us that body identification was on hold. The rescue workers had simply been sending the bodies to the, to the morgue. Uh, we talked to lots of family members who'd been waiting for days to find out whether their loved ones were among the recovered dead or whether there was still some hope of rescue uh, for some of those families. And uh, for some of them, closure came this weekend. Our thoughts and prayers go out to all of them. And um, uh, you heard from Ivanel as well that rescue efforts may be suspended today. I want to know what you think about that. The building collapsed last week, Monday. So today makes it one week uh, that victims have been under the rubble. Do you think that, that is, this is still too long to hope for survivors? Or do you think that the rescue teams should keep at it? And if you think they should keep at it, for how much longer? 
It's 3.48. Women, let's hear your voice. 01465-7190. Men, 0700-993-993-993. If you're abroad, zero, uh, well, if you're abroad, uh, Skype is, is what you should be calling. Skype is Nigeria Info FM. And yes, there's WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. 080 959 Let's speak with Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to have you on the show. Okay, thank you. Yes, welcome. Um, my take is on the Anambara election. Okay. You know, um, I could have declared the uh, the Afghan guy winner. The, the, my, my reason is that, you know, the law says that anybody that wants to be governor or uh, we win uh, at least two thirds majority of the of the state, right? Um, Chukuma has already won seventeen states. Even if the other people, the vote from the remaining local government will cover, you know, the 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 the, main, uh, the number of the vote. Hmm. Uh, there, is, there is no possibility that they will become governors because they can they can win a two thirds majority again. I think it's a waste of time for INEC to declare the election inconclusive again. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Um, let's take a look at some messages that we have online, okay? Uh, WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Uh, Oluwatobi Aroba D says, My country is... My story is the country lacks two major things, which are rescue teams and maintenance teams. We value no life in this country. I just pray we learn on time before it's too late. Oluwatobi, thank you for your message. Steve Oferi on Facebook says, I hope enough lessons have been learned by all those that were relying on federal might to capture the Southeast with the Anambra elections. You cannot be suppressing a people and expect them to believe and trust your party. It didn't work and will never work despite their bloodbath tactics all right um faith thank you for your message you're very kind those are very kind things to say thank you so much uh sandra the rescuers did a terrible job do you know that um on a blog a lady called her family members for help under the rubble at about 10 p.m that night that she's weak and she needs help but unfortunately the rescuers had left that night came back the following morning also a man who lost his staff member said he left the building to pick something in his car on returning uh, back he witnessed the building coming down and that the building came down 2 p.m but rescuers came 4 p.m the lagos emergency center did a bad job we're not safe in this country that's a message from Bayer. Bayer is in Ikeja. All right, we have a call from Anthony. Anthony, what country are you calling us from? I'm calling you guys from New York. Hi, welcome. I'm calling from New York. Okay, go ahead. Yes, um, I just want to talk about the lack of um, accountability. Hmm. You see, when you're setting up a building with... um, 21 stories you have to be very sure of the foundation Mm. here in America what they do is at every level of construction when the foundation is done the building of the apartments they come inspect it and make sure the foundation is good whatever thing we do in life as long as the foundation is not good it be it a human being or anything we do 
the foundation must be right. You cannot set up a 21-story building and the foundation is just like whatever. It's sometimes I even wonder and say it's even better it happened now than when it is occupied. Just mm. imagine that building was occupied with people living in there. The disaster would have been worse than this. Mm. People at the Department of um, Building in Nigeria, mm -hmm. what job do they really do? They just sit down in the office and do nothing and get paid at the end of the month. And every time they come complain, oh, their salary is not being paid, they don't do this, they don't. What do they do? What productivity, what, what service do they provide? Inspectors are supposed to go check the foundation, they build it to a certain level, they check it again, they build it to a certain level, they check it. They have to make sure even the cement that is being used, how what's the texture of the cement? You just build things like you just do things like you don't care. This is people. This is right. This is people's life you're messing with. It's really, really sad. You just they just do things like it doesn't matter. You, I saw the rubbles from the from the rail cage. The cement doesn't look like cement. The the bricks where they were used. It doesn't even look like like a brick that can hold a two-story building. Talk less of a twenty-one story. You, 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 we have to be we have to be responsible Anthony thank you so much for calling us Anthony Mafidon joining us from New York remember if you're abroad you can join the show via Skype Skype is Nigeria Info FM alright Lagos we'll take a break when we come back we'll take your thoughts off of social media Facebook WhatsApp so leave your thoughts for us there and then of course at 4 o'clock firebrand brilliant children right here debating the questions of today uh, all for a chance to win one million naira. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Don't go away. You are listening to your number one station for talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. True love, they say, is hard to find. Get away from me. But what happens when the one you found is bound with complications? No one can love the beast who slept with my sister in full view of anyone in this house. Damn it. Tune in to watch the brand new Africa Magic original, Dilemma, showing weekdays at 8 p.m. on Africa Magic Showcase, channel 151 on DSTV. Listening to your number one station for talk. Your number one station for talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. We've got so many messages here. Sandra, we can't say people should not stay home during elections because we have not yet made the elections totally electronic. If we allow people to move around on election day, some people will vote in one station, then go and cause trouble in another polling station. Also, ballot snatching will increase astronomically, hence more inconclusive elections. All right, David, thank you very much for your message. Sandra, on the Anambra election, 
Britain, we in the South are said to be more educated than uh, the rest of the country. Why do we have much more void votes in any general election than anywhere else? The number of void votes in the South is alarming. Uh, well, education in the country, voter education especially all over the country is terrible. I don't know why uh, people like to say that about, I mean, educate, that you're educated does not mean that you're educated about everything, you know? And it's very easy to void, to have voided votes. If you've seen the bar, uh, if, you've, if you've seen an election uh, voting paper, a ballot paper, you know that for some people, it's very easy to match line. And once you match line, that's it, it's over. All right, let's take a look at more messages here. Of what use was the hundreds of thousands of security personnel when a flashpoint like Ihiala could not be secured for elections to take place? Uh, what they had in mind was not actually securing the place for election. It's only God that sets confusion in their midst. <laughs> All right, Steve. Good afternoon, Sandra. My heart goes out to the families of those that lost, lost their loved ones in that unfortunate incident on Gerald Road, Ikoi. In Nigeria, we are always reactive to issues rather than being proactive. I hope the panel will do a thorough job in their investigation to unravel the mystery behind the collapse of that building. That's a message from Ikechi Okorafo. Wangkwa uh, sent a message and he says that uh, he's so happy about the Anambra election outcome so far. He believes... Um, Abga should not be allowed to die as Peter will be envisaged when he abandoned the party. But the vote buying reports also shows my bias. Uh, how bias, okay, also shows how biased Eastern people can be. Imagine if it was an APC state that is leading with vote buying allegations. Ha! You people. Um, you people holla, yet no one is talking about it now as if it is normal. Now, wow. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for your message. Uh, we've got more messages here. Eric says, it's too painful that a lot of lives have been lost because of selfishness. And as far as, far as the elections are concerned, I have decided not to vote anymore because our votes don't count. Well, that's actually not true. Our votes do count. But thank you very much for your message. Uh, so we've got a bit of time. We've got about one minute, 15 seconds. I think I can take a final call. Yeah, let me take a final call and then we'll bring you the news. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for calling. What's your name? Good evening. Good evening. What's your name? Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. You're live on the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for this uh, Anambra election, but what remains nice for the Anambra to declare the winner? We all know the winner. But my fear is that, you know, this Nigeria, they can manipulate things, especially the the ruling party. So I don't want what happened uh, <coughs> in Imo State to happen also. So they should please announce it, the mm -hmm. winner. That is my take. I don't want any delay. Uh, okay, all right. Thank you very much for calling. Please announce the winner so that there's no confusion in Anambra, he says. Okay. Uh, Emmanuel Omoife on uh, Facebook says, it's a gradual process. APC will be a thing of the past. Uh, we have... Um, 
just a lot of people who are saying hello. Well, hello and thank you very much for being a part of the show. Uh, thank you again to Ugochi Okunyemi and her husband Shei Okunyemi who sent me a tray of meat pie. I can't wait to eat it. Thank you very much. They run a bakery. Uh, it's called uh, Best Bakery. It's in the Itire side of Suruleri. Thank you guys so much. They send it to me free of charge. So I'm I'm so honored and I can't wait to dig in. Thank you. I was asking for who made the best meat pies in Lagos and they said hey we'll send you some free of charge I like this life oh. <laughs> maybe I should say who sells the best cars in Lagos and see what happens I don't know what do you think <laughs> let's bring you business news I'm Sandra Ezekwesili